I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Welcome back to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Mike. And this is Kate. Hi, honey. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? Doing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. What's good today? <laughs> what's what's contributing to you doing well today? I'm alive. You know, yeah. that's good. <laughs> Could be dead, but we're not. We're here. And uh, who's to say that being dead wouldn't be better? No we one. We actually no don't one know. And the, the people that I've read their accounts of near-death experiences, actually, it sounds like it potentially sometimes, depending on the situation, can be pretty blissful to be on the other side that is true so we don't know no we don't. some people do but we don't we could be dead right now we could have risen to another life by dying previously and this is post life death world it's where we are i don't know it's getting deep here on the kate and mike show maybe one episode we should actually go into all the crazy things like just start investigating all the craziness that's in the world i don't know anyway I don't know. Like, I got the basement set up. So, my office, I ordered my new desk yesterday, which I'm really yeah. excited about. The gym flooring for the garage came in. So, that's pretty exciting. And I got to pick up the paint today. That should arrive for the garage floor. Mm-hmm. Mike is epoxying our concrete floors. He's pretty excited about it. I am. So, He's it'll a be rock star homeowner. I am. I'm very excited so about owning a me. house. None of this stuff would really ever we, happen. We are well aware of that. I don't know if they are, but I am. Living yeah. in boxes for years. <laughs> Our whole house Actually, that's be... not true. My my home was always really beautiful before I met you, but definitely not to the level of organization. Like, there was always at least a closet or a corner that was kind of a mess. No, this place will be... I would say in about a month out from now, once the, because I'm rearranging, so I set up storage in our basement. I'll post pictures of all this, guys, so you can, for all the organizational nuts, can go crazy. Follow Mike on Instagram, Mike J. Watts. Yes, plug, always be plugging, right? So, yeah, the basement, I'm actually, I have multiple storage containers down here, and I'm going to reorganize a lot of it's like baby clothes he for finds, the future. Babies. He, Mr. Virgo, does not like that the storage containers are different kinds and different sizes. So he's going to make it all uniform so we only use one kind of container so they all match. Yeah, so I was going to order those today. I'm going to order one set of each size, so I make sure that... Well, then I want them to fit in the shelves, because right now they stick out of the shelves, so I'd prefer them to be in the shelf, and then it it takes up less room. Because then you're not taking like a big container and trying to stick so many things inside of it. So anyway, but that's what's happening. So it feels good to like put the house together, and it's been a big of project of mine for a while. We got our first homeowner tax bill, which has been exciting. Paying taxes. We got our first mortgage bill, paying a mortgage. Oh, yeah. We got those due every month, too. So that's what I feel pretty good. I feel good about my buddy came over yesterday, and we talked about fasting. Oh, and he, there's an app that Kevin Rose, the Kevin Rose yeah. has been the founder of Dig and Tim Ferriss's buddy that's they have the random show. And they created an app called Zero, Z-E-R-O. And it basically just times for how long you fast. So I'm going to start doing that. Are you going to do some intermittent fasting? Yeah, I've been. So I've been on this like testing my body journey over the last 90 days. For those of you that listen to Project Life with Mike Watts, you know, I did the 153 days in a row of the podcast. And then I stopped because I needed a break. And I just recorded pretty much the first part that's going to go in season two yesterday. Awesome. 
because I'm speaking at this event in Richmond and I with Kelly and Anne Marie they put the event on and so I'm How can flying down learn there about it? in October shape soar what's soiree soiree <laughs> I look at the word and it says soiree or whatever. Soiree, yes. Shapesoiree.com. Dot com. So and how do you soiree s- is S-O-I-R-E-E. Yes. But I will also link this up as well in the Instagram account soon. But I'm speaking in the end of October at their event. I am the token male and it's all ladies and Mike. That's funny. I did an Instagram story about that yesterday and it was I had responses come back. That was funny. They were laughing. The lady Mike Watson, the ladies. It's really what the event should be called after looking at... No, I'm just kidding. But Michael Franti's wife speaking there, so that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then some other really cool speakers. And now what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, season two. So that got recorded, but then the... Oh, yeah, so fasting. So he came over, and on there, I've been this journey to like... Because I became fat after, you know, when Kate was pregnant. Mike got pregnant, too, but not really. And then I wanted to lose weight, so yeah. So I've been on this like way I was, you know, I worked with a trainer for a while, a nutrition person. And so I was weighing all the food that I was eating and then working out. And so now I've, and that, and that became very complicated and intense and stressful. So I backed off for a while and yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about it. So it's just, I'm already going like at least 12 hours pretty much without eating. So they're mm-hmm. fasting windows to 16 hours. So yeah, we'll try it. We'll see what happens. Nice. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So what makes you good today? Well, our daughter was adorable this morning. She was wearing all these shoes that were way too big for her. She picked out her own outfit, which is always hilarious when I hold up, you know, shorts for her. And she's like, no. And then she goes and finds her own pair that she wants to wear. So that was fun. And I got my favorite breakfast sandwich for breakfast. And now they know my name at the breakfast sandwich place, which I don't even know is a good thing or not. I walked in and the lady was like, hi, Kate, how are you today? I'm like, okay. What happened to you? You're too much. Yesterday morning, you were like, I'm going to make my breakfast sandwiches from now on. But it takes so long. (laughs) Yesterday, I will say the breakfast sandwich that I made made yesterday was phenomenal. And it was better than the breakfast sandwich I get at the cafe though the one at the cafe is really good. Mm. But it took a really long time to do the bacon and the eggs and then do the bread, and it was like a production. And then there were a lot of dishes, which you washed, thank you. But that's part of my issue with cooking, is that I really struggle because it just takes a lot of time and I'd rather be doing other things. It's not like a deeply joyful experience for me most of the time. Makes sense. And the cleanup part, it's so... Anyway... So that's the deal. But my breakfast sandwich was joyful. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. And I found out Elton John is coming to Portland, Maine in November. So I'm pretty psyched about that. Yes, I saw that. And I think tickets were sold out. Yeah, we'll discuss. I've got something in the works. Oh, nice. Okay. So should we talk about our topic today? Cool. It it is the season of origin. We're going to open the doors pretty soon. We only open the doors for enrollment two times a year to the membership that we created for entrepreneurial moms or women who identify as nurturers who want to learn how to grow their business through means other than just working harder. And so we're kind of gearing up for it and letting people know. And so today our episode is about community and why community is so important for your business to thrive and for you to thrive. So Mike, I know when you started in business, 
you did not have a ton of friends who also ran their own business. You didn't come from a family of people who run their own businesses. So can you just talk about what that was like? Because I think a lot of people start businesses in that environment where they're the only one within their circle of influence who's doing it. So they start friendless. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> no, it's true because you feel like an oddball, right? So just think of anything that you've done in your life where you're really passionate about and people don't get it. And then you feel like an oddball no matter what. Right. So yeah. What do you want me to talk about? I mean, what it was like for you starting a business without having a community around you of people who ran businesses. So the one thing that I did have was I had a mentor at the time who I actually started because I started a USANA business, the network marketing industry. So I actually started with, I signed up through someone also known as like a sponsor that people call it, but I just like to call it like your business mentor or your business counterpart. And so they were in Florida, but I was in North Carolina and it was, yeah, it was just a lot of phone conversations and it wasn't just with him. It was also other people that were part of USANA as well that I had calls with. I remember, so the guy who is dating or together with they're not really dating anymore but your cousin rachel scott mcgee they have a child together yeah they have a child together and a a house yeah they have it's all in yeah they're all in so he i just found i was cleaning up the boxes as i was putting stuff away this weekend in the basement and i found his cd that i recorded with isana like a long time ago because he you know really well advanced inside the company And so I remember talking to him. I was two weeks into the business. And I remember talking to him about how he went silver. It's this rank inside of USANA in a short period of time. He was like 22, you know? And so I was like, how did you end up doing this? And he lived in Texas. Yeah, he was making $1,000 a week. And I said, how did you actually do this? And so we talked and I remember that whole. So it was just, I knew I needed to surround myself with people that were successful at it because that wasn't part of something in my life. That wasn't an experience like my parents both had, you know, careers, which were really great careers, but they weren't their own business careers. Most of the folks that I was friends with all, we all worked for companies because I was still working at Philip Morris when I started. Most of the people in my MBA, because I was going to that program as well, were not entrepreneurs or business owners. They were all working for other companies. So it was, it's, it became, felt lonely to a certain degree too, because when I was laid off from Philip Morris, I was working on my business, but I was by myself at the kitchen table. That's where my computer was set up in the living room. And yeah, there was a parts of it being lonely. There was parts of it that people didn't get it. There was parts of it that would even friends from like my childhood in high school and stuff, they didn't quite understand it. They said like things weren't going to work. I remember going and visiting my friends and they were just like, this is never going to work. And I was like, yeah, well, if it doesn't, I just do something else, you know, and it's just continually try, try and try until I knew there was a greater desire of what I, the reason I started a business was not at that moment. It was to make money and support myself, but there was a reason for long-term success to create something that was greater than what I was currently doing. So, yeah, I mean, it was definitely a struggle. And, but the one thing, you know, this podcast is about the community aspect of it. But I would go to events and I spent a lot of money attending events. And you can talk about your previous weekend experience with going to events last weekend and how we have yeah, talked. I will talk about that. Yeah, we, how we've talked about. I remember one of the biggest things that has brought us a lot of success in our business 
you and I separately before we were together and also together has been attending events and being around. It's, it's finding that community. It's, it's literally creating it ourselves. And that has been one of our biggest bangs for our bucks, you know? And so that is what I ended up doing when I started too. It was not only local events, but I would travel to the regional events and then the national events. And I just didn't like, I stopped going to the bars. I stopped going out. I I really changed the life that I was currently living and invested money into the business. So, but it was like, my parents were like, what are you doing? You know, like you're traveling all over the United States and attending these events and you don't have a job and you're like recovering from surgery. And I was fortunate enough to have severance and able to collect unemployment from North Carolina during that time. So it was kind of had a side, you know, I had side income pretty much was what I called it that was able to help in that process of transition. And I didn't have a family at that moment. So it was, I mean, right, it was, it was easier. A different yeah, it was a different time. Yeah. Well, no, because the reason I asked and, and I think you described it really beautifully is like, I think it's an incredibly common experience where, you know, you go home and your parents say, when are you going to get a job? Or your friends say, this is never going to work. Or you just, you know, haven't had the experience. I remember we had a woman sign up with us in B-School from Nebraska. And she said, the only people I know who run their own business are you and Mike. And I don't even know you. And so (laughs) I was so touched by that because she understood how critical it is to spend time around people who are doing what you're doing and are maybe like a couple steps ahead. So you described it really well. I just wanted people to know that like you have understood where they are if they're feeling alone and if they're feeling like, gosh, the people in my life don't believe in what I'm doing. But the difference between many people and you, Mike, is that people in your life didn't believe in what you were doing and you were just like... I don't care. I believe in it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of when I think back to a lot of those people I was friends with originally, I'm not friends with them now. And that's okay. Like, I don't, it was hard. There was definitely, especially like the mentors that I started in business with, you know, inside of USANA. I don't even, I don't talk to them anymore. And that's been, it's probably like three, four years ago was the last time I talked to them. And I just, I started realizing, you know, I started thinking about life in general and that was hard. That was a hard period. And Kate and I, you know, or Kate, you know, that was a little bit of challenging thing. I had a little bit, there was, it was just a challenging time of what took place in those first couple of years. And so I had like some resentment, also just some unhappiness, uneasy with what took place and things that I needed to to let go of and forgive and move on. But it was, when I think back to that, we grow, like we advance. The, the person I am right now at 30, oh, I'm 35 now because I recently had a birthday. 35 is not the same person I was when I was 25 and it's not going to be the same person when I'm 45. So there's going to be people that ebb and flow in our life that come in and out of that. And that's, it's like, I'm not going to hold on to what a friendship that doesn't exist anymore. You know, because a lot of friends that I was when I'm in high school, like you have a really unique situation where you're friends with like eight or nine of the girls that you've been knew your whole life, which is really cool. And I, I, I really, that's really profound. And I really enjoy that. You know, it's like seeing that. And I know that it, it gives me that there's possibility to have like lifelong friends type of a thing. And it's just that we've, you know, like the people that I was hung out with really was around partying and that, which I don't do that anymore. And also I started running a business. So that kind of created separation, but it's just ebb and flow of life. And I don't, 
think there's anything wrong with that. I think people come in and out of our lives for reasons and, you know, they're there for certain reasons and they're not for other reasons. Yeah. And it's been great to, it's rebuilding that community over time as well, where it's more business owners. It's more like people that can hang out in the middle of the day instead of, you know, instead of having to hang out all the time at night. Right. So, yeah. Awesome. So, you know, we were talking before we started recording about what is it that's so important about community? I mean, I think that everyone in business has this vague idea that community is important, but I know for me, I'm an extrovert. I love connection more than anything. And I don't think you have to be an extrovert to love people. I mean, many introverts I know love to be around one or two people, but I have no, you know, I love being around groups. And like, honestly, for me, the more friends, the better. Like, I just, it was so funny. My friend from high school, her husband, apparently they met, like, a new couple. And the guy was, like, you know, starting to invite him to do things and stuff. And he was, like, weirded out by it, the husband, because he was, like, I have friends. Like, why do I need more friends? Like, he just didn't understand. And I get that, too. But for me, I'm always, like, you know, you just never know what kind of connection is going to, you know, like, I made a new friend yesterday. And I just, I love it. And I'll tell you the reason for me. Number one, you know, especially with what's going on in the world right now, I think community is so critical to seek a variety of perspectives so that A, you don't feel alone. You know, so when you're going through a really hard day as an entrepreneur and like no one's returning your calls and, you know, no one's responding to your sales emails and it feels like crickets, you have somebody that you can connect with who will be like, yeah, I've been there too. Don't worry. There's nothing wrong with you. This will pass. And it just helps you feel like, okay, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm not doing it wrong. This is just a normal part of the ebb and flow. So it's to have a shared experience, but it's also to listen to stories that aren't like your own to say, oh, wow, look at the variety of experiences people could have around the world. And it's so important that we begin to understand that not everybody's experience is like us. And that's how we create inclusivity. That's how we create diversity. How That's how, how we create world peace, that we begin to understand that just because somebody thinks different than us or dresses different than us or has a different life story doesn't mean they're bad or wrong and it doesn't mean we're bad or wrong. And being in community is one of the things that creates that sense of unity of like, we're different. And yet, ultimately, I was doing an interview with Latham Thomas, which will be, it's for one of our Origin Maven Masterclasses, which is one of the pieces of monthly content that we offer as part of the membership is like a deep dive behind the scenes at one thriving entrepreneurial mom's life. So I interviewed Latham and I love the interview so much we decided to release it as a podcast. So it'll be out for you as like a sneak peek of origin content in a couple of weeks. But one of the things she said, because we were having a conversation about diversity and, you know, white supremacy and racism and, you know, all the prejudice going on in the world. And she said, you know, what's really important is to know that human beings underneath it all, we all want the same thing. We want to be heard. We want to be seen and we want to feel like we belong. And the only way to, to fill that need is within community. So if you're working by yourself behind a computer, those three fundamental needs are not going to be met. So I thought that was really profound when she said that, and I loved how clearly she articulated it because we can think about as business owners, not only how can we get those needs met within ourselves? How can I feel seen? How can I feel heard? 
how can I feel like I belong? But then also, how can we help our customers and our community feel seen, heard, and like they belong? Because if you can figure that out, you will have customers for life. That's a bit of a sidebar, but I thought it was important to notice. And you're going to love the episode with Latham. I cried so many times. Um, So when it comes to community, I have found for myself, like it's always my default to go hang out with people. And I thought I kind of would beat myself up for it because it doesn't look quote unquote productive when I'm having coffee with a girlfriend or when I'm networking in the ladies room line at an event. It doesn't look like I'm like making money. And I was raised just like you in a productivity obsessed culture where I'm always like, well, what's the ROI on that hour I just spent? And so I'm trying to heal that in myself, which is why I created Origin. But (laughs) anyway, I did this exercise. It's one of the how to's within Origin on the 80-20 rule. And the 80-20 rule says that 80% of your results are going to come from 20% of your actions. And I've known about this rule ever since I read Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Workweek. But I had never like known a way to specifically apply it. Like People say it, but I never knew exactly how to identify what is that 20% that's going to lead to the 80% of results. Like I never knew how to actually break it down. So I actually had a list of activities to focus on. I always had just a vague idea of what they might be. And so I came up with an exercise (laughs) to give to the origin ladies. And this is one of the, it goes more in depth in our how to's in the membership, but I'll give you a little preview, which is basically that you make a list of your biggest wins in business on one side of a piece of paper. And then you make a list of the activities that you do in your business on the other side of the piece of paper. And then you just draw a line between your biggest wins and the activity that was responsible for that particular win. And that will pretty quickly identify which of the activities that you do on a daily basis actually lead to 80% of your results. And what I was blown away by when I did this exercise is that my 20% of activities that have led to the vast majority of my biggest wins have been connecting with people and going to events. And it was, I was like, oh my gosh, this task that I love, I don't consider it a task, this activity that I absolutely love, that totally fills me up, that brings me so much joy. I've been feeling guilty about how much time I spent on it, certainly in my 20s, and feeling like it's not, you know, a good use of my time, but I really love it. So I've almost been having this feeling of like, it's a guilty pleasure. But then when I actually did the exercise, I realized, no, being in community is my 20%. Like it's resulting in 80% of my results. You know, I could trace it back to my biggest speaking gigs, to my book deal, to, oh my gosh, so many things. And then the other part of my 20% was writing and creating content, but that's for another episode. So anyway, I realized that for me, being in community is actually hugely responsible for our revenue. Hmm. Not in necessarily direct ways. Like I don't go, you know, so I just got back from Toronto and you can interrupt me anytime. I'm kind of on a thing. Yeah, here. you're on a tangent. Yeah, feel free to Keep just... going. Okay. So I'll just tell, talk about Toronto and then I'll pass it over. But I was just in Toronto. So what happened is I was listening to an episode of my friend, our friend James Wedmore's podcast, the Mind Your Business podcast. And it's one of my favorite podcasts. And he was talking about just having returned from some event. I don't know what the event was. And I was cooking dinner. And, you know, as a relatively new mom, Penelope's going to be two this week. 
and this was like six months ago. So, you know, you have a toddler and it's like, you don't just don't get out as much as you used to. It's just harder because you've got to get a babysitter and whatever. So I, I stopped going to events like business events unless I was speaking. And I really was saying no to almost all speaking gigs. So I just really wasn't like getting out of the house much to go to events. And, and I realized I was listening to James talk about his experience going to this event. And I was like having this craving and realizing, oh, I miss that. Like I miss standing in the hallway and networking with other business owners. I really miss being in person in that environment where you're being uplifted by amazing speakers and then you're talking about it and then you're networking and then you're making connections. And so I said to Mike, you know, I want to go to something. (laughs) I want to go to an event. I miss it. So I set that intention. And then USANA had asked me to come do an entrepreneurial mom event in Toronto for there because they have a big a really big team there of entrepreneurial moms and I said yes but when I looked at the dates I asked them if they could do it on the same weekend that the Archangel Summit was happening so the Archangel Summit if you're not familiar it was started by a man named Giovanni I want to say Morisco and it's all for charity actually which is amazing but he brings in incredible speakers like Simon Sinek, Dr. Shafali Sabari, Danielle Laporte, Lewis Damon, Howes was Damon there, John. Damon John. So I saw that event and I emailed Dee and I was like, hey, can you get me a ticket as your plus one? And she said yes. And then so it all worked out really beautifully. And I felt so filled up by spending. I even took a two hour break in the middle of the afternoon. So I didn't even go to the whole event. But I was so filled up by going to the speaker's dinner and connecting and hugging people and finding out the behind the scenes, like the real life stories of what's going on with them and meeting so many of our origin empresses and meeting people from our community and getting exposed to new ideas. I mean, that's the other thing. There's a way that I hear ideas when it comes direct from somebody's mouth in person that's really different than if I'm listening to a podcast or reading a book. You just can't take, you can't, replace human interaction. You just can't replace it. And so that sense of community and that sense of belonging and that sense of being part of something greater and being part of this more global mission to help people dream again was very profound for me. It made me realize like, you know, I want to go to things once or twice a year because it's so critical for my own well-being. And then of course I made some great business connections. And that always sort of happens by accident. I go first and foremost because I love it. And then second, always something happens where I'm like, oh, you know, and then we end up doing business with somebody. But that's never my primary reason. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you were excited. I remember you talking to you after the first day you were there and Mm -hmm. you were very excited to Mm -hmm. be there. Yeah. The thing about community is when you spend time with people who are on their mission to help other people, to uplift the world, to make a big impact, to make big revenue, I mean, whatever they're up to. It automatically like puts you in a different vibration. Just sitting in the same room with these people automatically changes, I believe it changes your vibration so that that then becomes possible for you in a way it couldn't be possible if you stayed at home by yourself. And people always ask me like what's the biggest way that you keep your belief high or you you know you keep your belief in self? How do you not let fear seep in that you know, your business isn't going to work or your plan isn't going to work. And my answer is always you stay in community with other people who are putting themselves on the line because it will normalize the feeling of being uncomfortable, which is the constant experience of being an entrepreneur. 
Yeah. But when everyone else around you is also always putting themselves on the line and, you know, they're in the arena, as Brene Brown talks about, it may it's just like you don't freak out anymore. It's normal. Your central nervous system isn't yeah. like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. It's just like, oh, yeah, this is another day in the life. And so you become comfortable with uncertainty and you become comfortable with discomfort. And that, to me, is the biggest reason to be in community. And then also, incidentally, this is just kind of an interesting study that Ellen Langer did out of Harvard. She looked at the immune systems, comparatively, of people who spent time with different groups of people versus people who didn't. And the people who spent time during the week with multiple different groups of people had much higher immune systems than the people who had a fewer number of groups of people they spent time with. So they actually got less colds, the people who like, so whether it was a church group, a workout class, a meditation group, you know, their family, a board they might sit on, you know, whatever different groups of people, the more groups of people, the stronger your immune system. So the more community, the higher your immunity. And that's a very profound thing that it actually does change us physiologically. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, and it's it's the same with like outside of business. You know, it's like moving to this neighborhood that we live in now. So it's a brand new like new construction neighborhood and there's 26 homes going up. And there's five homes that are finished right now, I think. So there's like five occupied houses. But even like yesterday I ran over to our neighbor, you know, Sean was out, you know, he was working from home and we like hung out standing on a lot. It's very odd. Like I would say right now for me is very strange because I'm so used to everybody's always on the go. And like Sean and I are just standing in someone else's lot, like looking at dirt, talking to construction guys, and we could just hang out there for 20 minutes. You know, so it's even moving where we live and what we're doing and surrounding ourselves with people as well. And not everyone in this neighborhood is going to have the same thoughts about us, the same like-minded area, you know, be all the same folks you know so which is good because i don't want that anyway like diversity and different thoughts and and ideas is good it's why i listen to different podcasts and i listen to like steve bannon talk he's crazy as that dude is and insane like just listening to the interview with him and charlie rose and we like wow because he's not only insane but there's people that also listen to what he's talking about that take in what he's saying so it's like how is that even a thing like what is when i think of it from like just a crazy like my idea of what i think is crazy he thinks i'm crazy right so it's understanding that the other views also think you're insane so and it's being now i'm teaching myself that from that perspective at least so i can start having conversations and being knowledgeable from different perspectives and then my buddy and I went out to a movie on Monday night. We His name is also Michael, so we call it movie Monday Night Movies with Michaels or something like that. I don't know. We came up with something as we were leaving. But yeah, so we, we this is the first time we ever did it. And we're like, we can do this every Monday. This is awesome. But we saw this movie called Wind River. And he texted me yesterday and was like, man, that movie's really sticking with me. And I said, I know. I have actually thought about it three times today. So it's cool just from even that small, simple thing that we did by going to see a movie, how that has also kept with us as well. And he's a he writes he's a screenwriter and director of movies and all this stuff. So he has a lot more knowledge in the movie industry and the film industry, but it's cool to hang out with him because I learn a lot when we're actually there and like fundraising and being a producer and a director and executive producer, what all that stuff means. 
so that's also like that's not just the business side. You know, being a part of it from the business is very important, but even just personally is very important. And I was even listening to a podcast on Vox Vox that was talking about this from a health perspective, where they were just talking about being around other folks who are like, let's say you want to stop eating at McDonald's, right? So hanging out with people that are eating broccoli and making their own sandwiches is a better idea yeah. than going to hang out with people that are going to eat at McDonald's all the time. Yeah. And so they just said from a mental health perspective, it's much better at that as well, because we are social beings. That's very proven as humans. We are like to be in community, most animals the same way as well. Like you always find them in packs to be together. So yeah, I think it's a really important thing. Well, you might not be in the community that you desire at this moment, but there's a way to find that. And no matter where you are now, let's with, talk about that with technology. So you basically, so I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs, I will just say, and I've had some of the same friends since I was two. So I'm not like the greatest person to talk about creating community from scratch. Although I have, I mean, I meet new people and create community all the time. Mm -hmm. But what are some of the ways? Like I'll say, I'll just, I'll do one. We can do rapid fire back and forth. Ways well, that you've created community. I think for men also, I find it more <laughs> difficult. Yeah. You know, for the most part, it's more challenging. It's like you meet a great dude, but we're not like exchanging phone numbers. You know, I feel like women, it's just so natural. You know, it's just like, it's just part of being for women. Like, I don't know why. It's just like cultivating community is like their thing. And so when I've been around you and your friends and I can just see it happening and like getting together and you set dates for that. And it's even like when we were, when you were pregnant, like there was pregnancy meetings, there was pregnancy meetups. There's like, you guys were all like getting, I was going to my pregnancy <laughs> meeting, the pregnancy <laughs> meeting. Yeah. But like, I don't know, all the, your friends were all pregnant. So you all had this, like, just like hang out and like talk about what we're going through. And I would, for guys, there was like random they were very scheduled. They were random, like when dudes can get together. It wasn't convenient for the most part. And it's a little bit more challenging. Not, no, this isn't set. Like we have a buddy, Andrew, who has like a thousand friends that he grew up with. Like, right. His wedding, he had like 25 oh dudes speak. It was crazy. They were all, it was crazy. <laughs> so it just went on for like two hours of this, his friends giving toasts to him at his wedding. So that's like another where it's not my situation. It's not what I'm sharing. So, yeah, and I, I felt like I've always wanted to create a desire for it, but I also knew to create the community that I really want, right? I had to organize it myself. That's why I started the Do Man Shit Hangouts, which we haven't done that in a couple of months because there's been so much happening in my life. You'll start it up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was, but it's just like that invited, that list is now up to, I think, 18 dudes and they don't all come, you know, to hang out. Each thing's different each month, but it's like I wanted to create that, but I also knew living the life that I w we were currently living with so much traveling and being gone all the time, it's hard, really hard to create a community in your local area if you're doing that, yeah. right? So my community was all friends virtually. So one of them lives in Hawaii, Southern California, Northern California. So we were talking frequently or once a, you know, once a month or something like that, just, you know, catching up. But it's really hard to do that locally if we're traveling all the time. So I did. I used to go to meetup.com events. I would look for those that are in things that I'm interested in and kind of go to those. It used to be like internet marketing for a while. And I kind of started my own, the Joe Polish I Love Marketing podcast. I started my own I Love Marketing meetup group here in Maine. That really didn't go to anything that like one guy, it was me and another dude kept showing up. He had a kid 
right when we moved here to Maine and he said, don't ever get a dog and a kid at the same time. So yeah, for those of you that idea. were like horrible <laughs> idea, they got a puppy and a kid at the so, same time. So anyway, let's but just, those were let's just some things that off. I did. We'll go back and forth. Yeah. So I did when I moved to, when we moved to Maine. So I had moved, lived in Maine my whole life until I was 18. Then I left for 10 years. Then we moved back in 2012 and I, decided to start a Danielle Laporte Firestarter Sessions book group and I publicized it on Facebook. Oh, I and forgot you did that. That was here. Yeah. 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 I because that. I thought, well, I definitely want to spend time with my girlfriends from high school, which I did and I love them. And so shout out to anybody who's listening. I know you probably are, Ellen, but you live in New York, so you're not hanging out with me, but I really wish you would come home. <laughs> and then, but I knew I wanted to also meet some entrepreneur women in Portland. And so I thought, well, women who are enjoying Danielle Laporte's work and are into this book, like chances are good. I will like them too. And I still hang out with several of the women who were part of that book club and it was really successful. So like I kind of put out like as a lighthouse, like a signal for this is what I stand for. This is what I'm into. Let's gather around this common thing. And then we had a structure. I think the Firestarter Sessions I don't know, maybe it has 12 chapters. I'm not really sure. And we did a chapter a week. So it wasn't just like, let's hang out and talk about business. There was a very defined structure. And then we went through the Firestarter session, whatever, worksheets or whatever. So we went deep. Like Mm -hmm. we, we really talked about real things. So that was one thing I did to create community here in Maine coming back as an adult. Okay. Now you go. Now you say one. (laughs) <laughs> this is like Just your my game. favorite game of all time. Okay, you go. Your turn. <laughs> the using meetup.com. So yeah. I just use that example, right? So it was creating, it was attending events uh, in the local area that I was excited about. When I first we first moved to Maine, I used to go to those marketing events, the main local, mm-hmm. I forget what they were, what they were called. But there was a guy that organized local businesses, it was kind of a networking thing in the morning, like breakfast networking. So I would go there and meet a few, meet folks every week. So it was a lot of consistent activity. But that was something that got me out and about. Consist- yeah, so that's yeah. what I did. But that was from meetup.com. Great. Another one that I've done is taking, as Mike said, going to pregnancy meetings. But like connecting with people who are in the same life stage has been... Actually, when I met, moved to New York, I went to classes at Mama Gina School of Womanly Arts, which is really how I met a lot of my community in New York City. What I loved about it is that it was all women at different life stages. So I was 22 and I was hanging out with women, you know, in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. And I loved that it was transgenerational. So I am not a huge believer in just spending time with people at your same life stage yet. When you have small children, I do find it's really helpful to be hanging out with other people who are exhausted and like covered in you know boogers boogers basically but there's just like that commonality of like oh my god this is hard this is hard this is fun isn't it it's really hard it's fun so we signed up for a birthing from within class and hung out with all people who were expecting and then I went to a really great class here in Portland called the buds class and then also sprouts so it was for women with newborns and then women with well men could go too but it was really pretty much women sorry honey <laughs> no you don't it was no yeah don't um, have to apologize for that i never went because you wanted to have your own experience I did. and so. then like women with like four to seven months old and it was really just kind of like hang out once a week for an hour and go around the circle and check in there was always a topic a little bit of education and then really just like the raw truth of what we were experiencing and those relationships 
went really deep because we were telling the truth and we were sharing our vulnerabilities. So taking classes with people at a common life stage or with a common interest has been huge for me too. Fitness classes. Yep. So when I started CrossFit, I met a bunch of people that way, gave me a consistent place to go. And that was really, that was fun. And I've now changed gyms and changed another gym and now I have a gym in our house. So I'm kind Which of back It's really working. great for community hanging yeah, really out in great. your garage. <laughs> Well, I have a strategy around the whole thing that I'm currently like laying out. So it's just a matter of time. But I feel I would say it feels really good because yeah. a lot of times I would go work out by myself and I'd get bored and then I need to do something. So if I can have a balance of both, that's what I feel really good. Like if I have to right now, instead of like getting to a class at a certain time, I can go into the garage and work out. Yeah. If I want to go to a class in the morning, you know, and then I'll meet have more and more community that also wants to work out in the garage gym. So, yeah, that was like fitness and doing something different, like CrossFit was something I never did before. So it just changed the game. So maybe it's Zumba or yoga or whatever that may be. Booty yoga, perhaps. Booty yoga. I found booty yoga classes, at least the ones in Portland, to be incredibly welcoming and friendly. Yeah. Or your West African dance West class. West African dance class. Also, online communities. I have to put in a plug for this because I have met a lot of my dearest friends online. So relationships started online and then we took it offline. So... A lot of them came through B-School, through taking B-School with Marie Forleo. Never expected that. I signed up to learn the information. And I would <laughs> then I ended up with all these amazing friends. With the online communities, like participate. Yeah. You know, like that's how you really connect with those folks inside of there. Like a lot of people are lurkers or want to just read everything or and not participate. But participation in those groups is what will create the community that you desire. And it's reaching out, it's commenting, it's giving feedback because then not only it might not happen in a week, but what happens is, is people will start to look at you as someone else that's doing yeah, what they they're doing. They recognize your name. And they recognize you, so they want to participate in what you have going on. So that's where the community gets really creative about. And then take action when you do it. I remember we just had a new woman in USANA that joined. And I posted and welcomed her to the Facebook group. And she met with people that are in, USANA, in our USANA team within right. that week so she it took was, it offline as soon as possible that is correct so you might find that in this let's say you're in the b school group that has like eighteen thousand people are in it or whatever right you might find somebody in maine that's in b school and you could start a b school main group where you might think you're by yourself but the reality is there's other people that i think they're we by have themselves. a lot of maine b schoolers by the way yeah there's a lot of them so you can find them and obviously i'll just put in a plug for origin because origin Same, yeah. is one of the greatest online communities in existence. The women, one of the things that I've heard is that women are experiencing in origin. They have never before had the experience of women being so unconditionally supportive and not judgy and not competitive and not catty. Like they're just, they can't even believe how kind and supportive this environment is. And they've been saying that it's like reprogramming their whole experience of sisterhood. And I love hearing that so much. So, you know, if you've ever had an experience as a woman being in community where maybe there was cattiness or competition or whatever, I just want you to know that that's not the environment. What Origin's about. In Origin. So any other things we want to say about community, honey? You've created how you actually are in real life. It's kind of crazy. What do you mean? To an online community. You know, yeah. it's like that's like true real friendship. You know, and that's what's been created inside of Origin, which is cool. And it's like you came up with the idea, but it's really the community that's kept it 
you know, they're the ones creating it and making it happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, so the content really cool. is great, but I think people stay for the community, yeah, which is sure. the same in USANA. Our USANA team, like the products are amazing, but people stay because of the community. Oh, it's the same reason people go to church. Mm-hmm. Like if you really went, you know, when I grew up where I went to St. Paul Catholic Church in Valparaiso, Indiana, you know, the guy was probably what, the most what? boringest speaker on the planet. Like, you know, some of these priests or ministers or whatever. Oh, my God. Put you to sleep. But, like, people go there because of their friends are there and hang out. I mean, truthfully, everybody that goes to church is laughing right now because you know you've had some people that are pretty boring. And then we switched churches. I remember we changed because the priest was so much more – he was, like, actually passionate about what he was talking about. I remember we were, like, I don't know, middle school or high school or something. And my parents decided to go to a different one for a while. And I don't know. They don't go there anymore. I don't know what happened there. But the guy was, like, way more exciting. It was It was, like, a – fun place to be and you know he's getting his message across so yeah and i would say that the take-home message of this particular episode is if you want something like happiness or great relationships or you know a successful business or financial well-being go find people who have it and then hang around them yeah that's it it's a good idea yeah if you want to be happy hang out with happy people if you want to be healthy hang out with healthy people if you want to be wealthy hang out with wealthy people and then well, if you want to be loving, hang out with loving people. So there you go. That's what community is all about because it proves to you that what you want is possible. And then it also just makes you feel good. And really, that's the primary reason. So that's what we got for you. It's awesome. Talk to you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. This is Kate, and I have a special invitation for you, which is to a free workshop that I'm teaching called the Sustainable Success Workshop. This is a three-part video workshop. You can get it for free over at sustainablesuccessworkshop.com, and it will teach you the strategies that I've been using to do less, yet achieve more, more revenue, more time freedom, more creative fulfillment, and to work in a way that we can imagine doing for years to come without burnout and without exhaustion. So if you feel exhausted and burned out by the way you've been working, if you feel like you have too much on your plate, I want you to head over to sustainablesuccessworkshop.com. You can get on the list over there for the workshop, and I promise you what I am teaching you have not learned before. The number one comment we have gotten from this workshop is, why did I never know this stuff before? Mind blown. So head over there and I will see you for the workshop.